Hello all and welcome to the Scouting Centre. I am of course your host Mr Diz TV and my guest today has broken over 100,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel and currently sits at 130,000 subscribers. He's been setting record views and performance on his YouTube channel compared to this time last year. And he tweeted about it, how last year he was doing two videos for a quarter of the views of what he's getting now. He's got a hobby channel as well, where he does some unpacking and some unboxing, which you'll find at Kevin Chapman. Since we last spoke, he has won two more streamer showdowns. It is, of course, Kevy seven times himself. The man who took to the lowdown like a duck to water. Lelujo, Kev, how are you? I'm very good. Thank you, Diz. I can go now. I only come on this so I can hear the intro to see how it progresses from visit to visit. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Well, this what, <laughs> well, I'm hoping, you know, next time it will be over 160,000, then 2K and oh, 200K. Yeah. It's just going to get better and better, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. I'm on, on, on again next month then. Am I excellent? Lovely stuff. <laughs> As many times as you need, Kev, as many times <laughs> as you need. I need the views. I need the views. <laughs> well, it's great to see you, Kev. Thank you so much for being um, on the Scouting Central again. You were last on around a year ago, I think. It was June last year. Can I ask, have there been any particular highlights between last year and now? How many showdowns have I won since then? I, I lose count. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've won two more. Two you've more. They, two more. They were fun then. I enjoyed them. <laughs> um, the, I mean, the big thing that's happened since then is Barcelona. Barcelona changed everything. Um, doing the and it's all thanks to Viking Dan, and I will never let him forget wow. it. Uh, just at the end, of, I mean, it was what September at the end of FM twenty one. Um, Dan put out a video showing how you can play FM twenty two now by advancing the calendar forward and all sorts of back behind the scenes shenanigans that I still don't really understand. And I thought, well, this Barcelona save everyone's going to do. I'll do that now then. And uh, I did, and it just blew the channel up like nothing I've ever seen before. And it would, I'm just still rolling off the back of that from now. It just expanded everything. So, yeah, Barcelona is probably the the career-defining moment at this point, that first episode of that series, in which I say Messi, and I still get people... <laughs> I still get people wondering if I was serious. You had really heard of Messi, hadn't you? Well, I guess we'll never know. It's like, what is it, 100,000 people now? I don't even know how many views that's had um, yeah. who think I say Messi rather than Messi. So I'm that guy. Well, it, this is how you can play off your persona, and it be of, of not watching a lot of football. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, that persona comes in very handy from time to time as well. I've been stitched up in the last few days. Uh, with this Scottish Football Network game tweet that Ben's made me do. Uh, but thankfully, there were already some people in the, re the comments to that, the replies to that, saying, there is no way Kev knew the Europa League final was going on, and he certainly doesn't know what the score was. And exa it's exactly that. I can say whatever I like about football, and everyone knows it's nonsense because I don't know what I'm talking about. So, uh, yeah, my, my incompetence when it comes to football saved me on a regular basis. So just so the viewers know, we're filming this on the 19th of May, so the day after. Um, it I still saw hasn't been revealed tweet. yet that it's a network <laughs> game tweet. I'm still in that 24-hour period where I'm not allowed to say it was a network game tweet. And you got the network game tonight, so obviously you'll be revealing all then. Mm. Um, I will say, I was genuinely worried of your presence here today. I was thinking, like, I thought you were going to get annihilated, to be fair. I was like, <laughs> you're probably going to have a day off. <laughs> uh, they're, they're, they're harmless like their football teams ba -boom oh. <laughs> oh no just lean into it why not <laughs> Kev what are you doing 
Oh, dear. Well, no, so no, you talked about... Go on. Go, go on. No, no, no I, was just on. Gonna, I was just going to talk about my general trolling, but you carry on. <laughs> no, I was just going to bring up Barcelona then. So obviously Viking, Dan, of all people, obviously you guys have this like play rivalry um, on the lowdown, on the showdown. You then set that onto your... Um, you then made a series of it, Barcelona Rebuilding or Rebuilding Barcelona, one or the other, I think Yeah, it was. Rebuilding Barcelona, I think we called it. Yeah, rebuilding Barcelona. To get that kind of viewership in September must have been a first for you. I think it's a first for anyone. I think it was a, it was we we did something that I don't think anyone knew it was possible to do. We've kind of football manager on YouTube has been a thing for what eight, nine, ten years at this point, and I think it was generally accepted that the the curve of your view numbers over the course of the year is you get all you get your highest point is the day the game comes out. And then it's just generally tailing off from there. You might get the odd spike as the new game is announced, but generally you peak the day the game comes out and you're spending the rest of the year declining. And it was September, so the game had been out 10 months. The new game had already been announced. There were already people making their um, top five things I'm looking forward to on FM22 videos. (laughs) And um, for a, a Let's Play series that was what 30 episodes long i think to do the kind of numbers that it was doing i don't think it had been seen before i think it was just the perfect thing at the right time it was as all the barcelona stuff was in the news as people were already deciding they were going to do it in the new game here's me saying yeah but i'm doing it now and look how it goes and it yeah it it kind of opened my eyes to a lot of stuff about content creation and football manager content in general. And I think broke down some of the, the barriers broke some of the rules as far as I'm concerned of, right. So that's just an excuse. That thing we've all been using for years about how your views decline over the course of the year. If the content is good enough, if it's the right idea, if it's a good enough video, if it's a good enough series, then you can smash it at any point you just need to have the right idea and implement it properly so now i'm probably going to spend the less the rest of my content creation life trying to make lightning strike a second time so just looking for another club to fall apart i'm really gutted it looks like chelsea getting the takeover because that, yeah. that, that would have been perfect come september time i was ready but no they've spoiled that for me so I mean, fingers crossed, Everton can get relegated, right? And I've already got some financial fair is, I've got the thumbnail ready for rebuilding Everton. <laughs> I am ready to go the moment they're relegated. I am. I'm on that. Yeah, that's that is ready to go. I'm kind of. I've already got the Everton shirt because the network game. I'm. I am yeah. ready. Uh, I love that. I love that. But off the back of that, then you got a hundred thousand subscribers on your YouTube channel. How did that make you feel to hit that goal? Because that, I feel, solidifies you. I mean, you didn't need solidifying anyway, right? But I feel like it's such a big achievement to hit 100k. Only four people have done it in the Football Manager community from individual channels. That must mean a heck of an achievement and something for you to be really proud of. Yeah, definitely. And for me, it was was like a, a little personal victory as well because during all of that going on, the Football Manager channel, which I've always considered my main channel became the main channel numbers wise again it kind of it was the one that i started first but because of the couple of viral videos that I had over on the vlog channel um that had hit a hundred thousand probably a year or two before and has kind of just sat there since because I, I haven't really used it since 2019 um but 
I'd, I'd kind of always, even when the streamer showdown started, there was the whole beaten by a vlogger narrative. And it's like, I don't want to be the vlogger. I didn't, I didn't start this to be a vlogger. I started doing football manager. I've always put the majority of my time and effort into the football manager content. And it was just nice to, it was nice to have something to show for it of, yeah, look, I am legitimately making things happen on this side as well, the bit that I intended to do. And plus, it's nice to be Kevy Tuplax, especially when Ben <laughs> got his as well. I, I, I got, I've always got to have something over him. And the fact that I'm Kevy Tuplax, I'm a little bit worried Zealand's going to get his second plaque before too long because his live channel seems to be steaming along. So I don't think I'm going to be uh, the only one with two plaques for long. But at the moment, it is nice. I'm the only two-plaque football manager content creator, even though one of them is nothing to do with football manager. You know what? Um, you've just said it's two-plaques. Um, have you heard of the rapper Tupac Shakur? Um, I, I mean, I'm not that old, dear. Goodness me. Have I, <laughs> well, that ha, could be, what that a question. Could... <laughs> have, you, have you heard of this little-known rapper? Goodness me, no, We're dears. the same age, aren't we? We're, we're pretty much the same age. <laughs> I don't know your life experiences, but I was just thinking Tupac Lelujo. I think it's got a really nice ring to it, to be fair. We've been focusing on Kevin seven times. We've been focusing on the wrong thing, haven't we? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We, we, need to, we need to focus more on the one that actually makes me money, not the one that's just a bit of fun. <laughs> well, um, talking about your channel, I remember seeing a tweet in April time, so last month, and you basically mentioned last year you were doing two videos a day, for 5,000 views each video. And at the minute, your viewership for one video a day, so right now in the current state in 2022 in May, is one video getting around 20,000 views. Mm. That is a heck of a change, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of that, it's, and it's difficult to know. I mean, a lot of that is the Barcelona effect because that Barcelona series coming straight off the back of what I'd been doing before, which was the two series that we're getting... I mean, it was less than 5,000 a day on, towards the end of board in the USA. It was like three or 4,000 views a video. Um, and going straight into Barcelona, smashing it with a minimum of 20, 25,000 views a day throughout the entire series. And that carried on to an extent. So I think it was the series was just long enough to make it a habit, but just short enough so people didn't get bored. So we were then able to roll straight into Arsenal for the beta, which very carefully named Rebuilding Arsenal to make sure <laughs> everyone knew, yeah, it's just, they don't need the same kind of rebuild, spoilers, <laughs> but I wanted yeah. to bring those people who only knew me from Rebuilding Barcelona, bring them along to the new game, make that nice and short. And all the way through that series, I'm talking about my big series, the thing that I do every year, non-league to legend is coming. And I did my first ever advert for a different series within the previous series as part of that Arsenal thing. I really wanted to make people aware who'd come for Barcelona, stayed for Arsenal because the game was new, that they should stay for non-leader legend as well. And again, a lot of them did roll over. So a lot of it is capitalising on the success of the Barcelona series. And a lot of, and then the rest of it is just learning a lesson that it took me far too long to learn that people have been telling me for years. Um, and I mean, I've, quoted to people it's all about working smart and not harder it's such a cliche but i'd spend i mean for the last four years or so i've done two videos a day i've had two series on the go at one time i've released it uh, for the last several years 11 a.m and 4 p.m 
for a couple of years before that it was 4 p.m and 7 p.m every day and i was doing that seven days a week sometimes not not all the time but i was churning out the videos and it's just too much content for people to consume so and i'd had viewers tell me this for years and i was like yeah but i'm i'm afraid to i'm afraid to have my income drop too far um, i'm afraid that if i take one away the views will half but people were saying to me they had to pick one they were only watching one series and mm. uh, there was very few people who were watching all of non-nita legend and Nuneaton when they were running alongside each other or all of home and non-nita legend or all of homegrown and born in the usa and there was, there was this stuff that i was doing and it was they were just cannibalizing each other and the viewers were having to choose which one they were going to do and then if one finished they weren't going to go and watch the other one because it was 100 episodes deep so i would then lose those viewers for a little while uh, but also it doesn't help in the algorithm either because a, a youtube video in the algorithm needs 24 hours to marinate you even get it with brand deals when i work with brands one of the things that's often in the contract is no further videos are released within 24 hours of that video of the branded video coming out because they know as well as everyone else does that if you youtube will always push your newest video the most so if i'm putting a video out at 4 p.m and 7 p.m that 4 p.m video is only getting a three hour slot before the 7 p.m video is now flavor of the month and the 4 p.m one's not getting pushed anymore which is why i originally changed to 11 a.m and 4 p.m partly because lockdown happened so i could do something during the day and i could experiment with that but partly because it was a five hour gap rather than a three hour gap but even then the video that had less time and less exposure would always perform worse than the one that got longer so by dropping down to one video a day it allows that video to get a full 24 hours of being pushed out into the algorithm which even now on a completely different series what eight nine months after barcelona i'm now a couple of weeks into tour and it's still picking up good views just as the one series and we've kind of brought back doing a second video a day some days with the second channel um, i've brought um, editor chris on board this year who now edits my streams and we have the stream highlights videos coming out at 11 a.m but on a different channel so they don't get in each other's way and i think we've kind of found a much better balance that means i'm able to spend more time on the video the one video a day that i'm making and make it better so i can spend more time on the intros more time on the editing make it a better video um an example with the tour series that i've got at, got on going on at the moment um it's it's quite easy early on um i'm winning every game because it's tier six and they're a team that shouldn't be down in tier six in france so i'm winning every game in the past because i've got i've got to get two videos out every day i've only got a couple of hours each day to focus on each video i couldn't have really adjusted the content to kind of fix that in the videos so although i'm winning every game it still would have taken eight or nine episodes to get through a season and people would get bored with yeah this is the eighth day in a row of watching you win six nil i'm bored of this but because i've got a little bit more time to dedicate to each video i can now i got through the first season in four days because it was like well here's the team here's us winning a lot look we're still winning you know what i'm gonna skip forward loads of matches because we're just going to keep winning let's get on to next season let's get into the transfer special and i think people appreciated the fact that i was able to to do that but the only way i could do that i mean it took i sat there for four or five hours playing through most of the season on my own 
and i couldn't have done that if i had to get two videos out for the next day so it's it's definitely had its advantage the content is better uh people yep. only have to watch the one series now so it's more concentrated and at the moment it's it's working views are up massively i had I, I, until the barcelona series had come out i think the only time i'd ever had a million views in a month was like launch launch month of the game the year before i think I, it might have, it might have even done it two months in a row for fm21's launch september when barcelona came out that was a million view month and the first time i didn't have a million view month was last month when i took time off because i was on holiday and a series ended and that was the first time it dipped below a million views in a month since then and that was with re reducing half the amount of videos that i was doing before so the combination of that one series bringing new eyes onto the channel simultaneously taking that as an opportunity to get better processes behind the camera get chris on board uh, get clates on doing my thumbnails for me um and improving the content and it's all kind of come together nicely but it's it's something that i should have been doing years ago i should have figured that out quicker i'm smart enough to have figured that out on myself and it was just i was just scared i hmm. because I, I was just, certainly in those first couple of years of being full-time, because I went full-time so early when I couldn't really afford to and shouldn't have done, but had to because of circumstances, there was always that fear of I'm making just enough money to pay the bills. I, I'm not really in a position to be able to experiment. I think I know what to do. I think dropping to one video a day and putting more time on it, I think that will be better in the long run there's no guarantee it'll be better immediately and i might be wrong and i might not be able to pay my bills next month if i do it so there was always that fear all the way through so i needed to get myself into the position where i was a little bit more comfortable again being able to do that experimentation in september was phenomenal because it really i i mean i spent i went all the way through july and august still doing two videos a day got to september didn't just drop down to one video a day i was doing five videos a week i wasn't even doing weekends anymore it was like this is a series it's a four season long series it's going to get us to fm22 i'm doing five episodes a week and that's it and um it didn't really matter if i got it wrong because that's the month that's when everyone usually has a month off anyway which again i think really helped there was not a lot of content that i was competing with at that time of year um so it all kind of came together nicely i was just wish i'd have done it sooner i was afraid do you think that, because I was speaking to Jack about this, and it's fascinating having, obviously, two of the big four on straight, um, pretty early on in this um, Scouting Centre series. And I speak to Jack, and Jack mentioned as well that his viewership was higher than it had ever been at this stage in the year. Do you think that with the content creation in the football manager world, it's expanding, and that's helping more creators, and that's obviously helpful from you guys as well, the top four who are always expanding, always doing um, massive things, always bringing in new viewers. Do you think that's helping the rest of the football manager community and um, on YouTube and helping the growth and the viewership that you guys are experiencing now? Um, I think... I think the bit... I don't know that that's it. I, I think... I think the fact that... I think Zealand has brought in a lot of new viewers just to the community on the whole that filters down. I think... The biggest thing that has made the impact is that we're all working together a little bit more. I think that's why our, our yes. views are all up. Um, if you go back two years, 
I barely even spoke to anyone else who did this. Never mind worked with them. But now we have the showdowns. We have the network game. We have other little bits and bobs that we do here and there. I, there's not a week that goes by when I've not got a collaboration video with the three biggest creators in the in the niche. That's obviously going to put more eyes on what we're all doing. So I think that's been a massive boost to to all four of us. I think we're the four of us who are in the network game are helping each other accelerate our growth because we're. It's almost like we're we're hogging the eyes. If anything, looking at it from a smaller creator's perspective, it's, it might even be a bad thing for them mm. because we're now making sure that everyone, everyone who watches me knows who those three are. Mm. And I don't know that that was the case a year ago, two years ago. So now you might have had someone before who watched me and a couple of smaller creators. They might now watch me and Jack and Zealand and Ben, and they don't have time for anything else anymore because we've kind of opened their eyes. So look, there's, there's these other guys and these are the guys that I work with. These are the guys you should be watching as well. And I think we're all doing bits of that. And I think there's just been a lot more crossover between our four channels in the last year, in the last six months, even with the network game than there ever has been before. So I think we're, we're kind of taking each other's, not even taking each other's viewers, lending them to each other and using that to grow our own little viewer bases, which is what collaboration is for. I mean, that's, it's always, ever since YouTube has been a thing, the quickest way to grow is collaboration. I mean, you'll know from your channel that if you have a bigger creator on, you'll get more views and more new subscribers that week uh, because they're going to bring some of their audience over and some of them might stick around. So I think that's been a big help for the four of us it, it, I'm interested to see the impact it has on the rest of the community long term because I, I watched a couple of your your last couple of interviews before we did this and I know it was something that uh, Loki mentioned in his chat with you that as a, as a newer, as a smaller creator now you ain't getting found anywhere <laughs> uh, because there's so much content and the people who are making the content are so much better at dominating the search results and the algorithm. And we're all passing the viewers back and forth to each other, not just within the network game where it's super concentrated, but within the streamer showdown as well. Um, that's obviously, if you're, if you're in the streamer showdown gang, then it's all great. If you're not, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's probably harder to get noticed, which is why it's a good thing that Ben's very keen to constantly be bringing new people in and making sure that doesn't become a closed shop. Because I think I think Ben has a lot of responsibility there for the community as a whole, where if he cho changed the way he ran the showdown, um, he could very easily shut the door and make it very difficult for anyone new to break into the into the niche of Football Manager. Um, luckily, at the moment, he keeps it nicely well balanced. But I don't know, as an as an organic thing, if the showdown went away tomorrow and he doesn't then have Ben curating, bringing new creators through, what happens with what's left? And it's, these are the little weird things I think about. <laughs> and I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't really know what the answer is, but there's certainly... It's time for you to step up then, Kev. Time for you to step up. <laughs> I mean, I have absolutely zero interest in doing what Ben does. <laughs> I, I 
I'm really glad that he enjoys that side of things, but yeah. I could not think. I spent a lot of my real life in management positions, and I I know how hard it is to get groups of people to do what you want, when you want, if you're paying them to get the amount of people that Ben manages to get doing something that is completely on a voluntary basis for a lot of the people who are involved, certainly the competitors, we don't get paid, um, to for him to manage to keep it going and keep it growing, it's, it's pretty impressive. And I would not want to even try and do it because it looks like far too much work and um, I've got other stuff that I need to be doing. So, yeah, um, if Ben decided to bin the showdown off tomorrow, it's going to be someone other than me that needs to step up because I am a busy boy and I don't have time for all that. I, I think, well, I think I'm ready. So um, I, I know that's what you were hinting at, Kev. Yeah, yeah I think I mean, I'm ready. by all means, you, you run the thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not necessarily announcing Ben's retirement here, but <laughs> I, was gonna yeah, I assume you're in the contingency plan. <laughs> I, I don't know whether I am, but I've, I think I've decided to make myself. That's why we all keep coming on just in case. We've heard the rumours. We've got to keep you sweet so that we can carry on riding this showdown train. In that case, I'm not going to end the... Yes, I am in a succession plan. I'm not going to end that rumour. That's, that's um, silly. <laughs> um, you mentioned the network game. Did you think it would still be going on this long? Yeah, I... As far as I'm concerned, it will just keep going. I, 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 it's not something we've really spoken about um, as a four, but I've kind of assumed we'll run it all the way through to FM23 and then do another one. I don't know if that is the plan. It's certainly my plan. If any of them don't want to be involved next year, then I'll be part of a network game of some kind, I think, because it's so much fun. It's um, it's awesome. It's, a, it's like a... a it's a little bit of my week that's different from the rest of my week. The rest of my week, the rest of my job is very is very isolating and I'm just sat in my room doing my normal routines and the network game is just something a little bit different where it's just fun. I get to go and have a little bit of a giggle. I'm not worrying too much about the, the content because I think between the four of us, we've got enough experience and instinct in this that that side of things kind of takes care of itself. If one of us takes our eye off the ball for a minute, the other three are definitely there to pick up the slack. And it's just so easy to do. And it's so much fun to do. And um, yeah, I I don't see a reason why we would stop it because I think it's been massively beneficial to all four of our channels. Um, it's, a, it's a weird thing. I imagine as an outsider looking into it, you probably look at it and I'm fully aware that I get fewer viewers while I'm doing the network game than I do on a normal stream. Uh, because obviously they'll watch Zealand or Ben or Jack or whoever. Everyone will watch their favourite. It might be people who would ordinarily watch any of the four of us if we were live. But when we are live for the network game, they'll always watch their favourite. So I actually get fewer viewers while it's going on. But it, you can't hide from the fact that my average viewership in general has gone up massively since we started it. And the eyes on my YouTube channel have gone up massively since we started it. And it's the same with the network game highlights they're the lowest viewed videos on my channel comfortably uh, but i wouldn't stop doing them because i think they're so important for bringing new people in oh this there's zealand or ben on a thumbnail oh there's jack on a thumbnail but you know it's, <laughs> <laughs> it, Poor it's jack. <laughs> it, but they'll bring people they'll bring new people in and also it's another opportunity to show people to onto 
the other three so that we can share it around between the three of us the four of us because we don't know when someone's coming new to football manager content for the first time where they're going to end up i think it's a very safe bet now that someone completely new to fm content will find one of the four of us first yeah and then the fact that we've got those collaborations there means they find the other three pretty quickly afterwards and that's that's perfect that's that's it's a nice little new viewer funnel for all four of us which is but I mean, it's great for us. Maybe not so much for everybody else. Which is, I do, I, I do wonder. I haven't seen any evidence that it's bad for other people yet. At the same time, so I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Is that really your concern in relation to they'll find you and they'll find the other four, uh, the, the big four, the, the top four? Let, let's call them old school Premier League, the top four. <laughs> is it your concern whether they find other people? Yeah, because. I've said many times before the the another I'll cliche you again that all ships float in a rising tide, and football man, it's all well and good the four of us doing well in the short term, but in order for us to do well in the long term, football manager content needs to remain hot. It needs to remain something people are interested in, and if it becomes clear that it's a completely closed shop. And there's no chance to be able to do it yourself. I mean, the amount of people who watch my streams who have streamed themselves, I don't even know what... I'd, I'd be interested in... I might have to do a survey. I'd be interested yeah. in looking at the numbers, but I would imagine there's a significant number of people who watch FM content who at one point or another have given it a go, whether they're still doing it consistently or whatever that might be. I think part of the appeal of watching FM content is that you watch it and think, I could do this, and then you have a go. And then you might drift away from it when you realise you don't really like it and you might then stop watching it. Um, and I think if if it gets to the point where... I mean, you to, without trying to drift too far into stuff I don't really understand, you just have to look mm. at something like Netflix, that when Netflix was exciting and growing and it was the place to be, it was it looked like it was unstoppable but then it became so big and so dominant that it's it then people are looking for reasons to knock it down and they start to make one or two poor decisions and now the share price has fallen through the floor the company's in trouble subscriber numbers are down and it's not hot or cool anymore and you can't ever get to the point where you're you're resting on your laurels with it where you're like, well, I, I all I need is me to be successful and that's fine. I need football manager in general to be successful. My my dream is still that at some point football manager ends up as big as FIFA was four or five years ago. I'd love yeah. to I'd love to get our few years of that happening, but that doesn't happen with just four creators. You need you need 20, 30 full-time content creators with hundreds of thousands of subscribers. You need a a dozen people with over a million subscribers. FIFA, FIFA doesn't become the massive thing that it was if it's if you only have the side men. You know, you've got to have mm. the whole community around them. So, yeah, it is important that people trickle down and find the other creators and find their their little place within the community because if they don't, the the community as a general stops growing. 
And as soon as it stops growing, the nature of the internet and the nature of YouTube is as soon as it stops growing, it's going to start shrinking because something else will grow to take its place. And yeah. before too long, I'm having to do a real job again and wear a tie and stuff <laughs> like that. It's funny you should mention the Sidemen. I've only discovered them this week. I mean, you are um, on the ball, Diz. You've discovered Tupac <laughs> and the Sidemen this week. Wow. I, I tell you what you should try. There's these little indie movies that have got superheroes in. I forget, the Avengers wow. or something it's called. You should perhaps, perhaps give them a watch. Goodness me. Finger to the pulse, Diz, over here. It's 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 been an um, look. Content creation only came into my life a year and a half ago. But um, <laughs> but yeah, discovering the side I men. discovered so YouTube last year. Did you know this YouTube was a thing? I only used it for wrestling promos. So you know you have the um, promo packages before the main yeah. events. I, that's the only thing in my lifetime I ever used YouTube for. You are for a fascinating man, lockdown. <laughs> I mean, I I, I I surprised myself to be fair. <laughs> But yeah, Sidemen, um, just in case anyone's watching this, Sidemen, yeah, good, good. Um, Brilliant, what approval. a review. <laughs> send that to, someone clip They've that up and send it to. They've got 15 million subscribers. KSI, I love hearing that. Uh, Mr. Diz <laughs> says, Woo, yeah, they're good. Brilliant. <laughs> They've got 15 million subscribers and they have waited for Mr. Diz TV, this 38 year, uh, year old dinosaur to say, good, yeah, good. Brilliant. <laughs> um, Let's talk about your content strategy now, if that's okay. Mm -hmm. In relation to your planning of videos, how far in advance do you plan them? And what does that planning look like? Um, well, because my, almost all of my videos are part of a series. So I only have yeah. to really do the planning two or three times a year when I'm planning a new series. The only, the only time I kind of drift away from that is during the launch period when I'm looking to do all of the usual stuff that will do well in the search results for a the few days yeah. all the stuff yeah. you basically sit there and i mean it, it, it's a process i'll go through over the next couple of months and i'm i'm giving everyone my secret here but i think i'll be fine um i'll literally go through and type in the previous year's game and maybe the one before and kind of ignore everything that's part of a let's play series but look at what the biggest um biggest question videos so the biggest videos that were answering a question so I'm, I'm basically trying to work out what people are typing into the search engine on youtube when the new game comes out so that i can then sort of reverse engineer a video from there and i'll only do that for the first two three four weeks of the game because i think after that i'll put it really bluntly i can't be bothered i i, I do all right on the let's play stuff i don't need to do that all year um, but certainly for that launch period, I'm really studying and trying to work out what people are looking for when the new game comes out. And like, if there's new big features, make sure that I can explain the features. And if there's different versions of the game, I mean, every year I'll have a first look at the game on every single platform the game comes out on, even though most of those videos are very, very similar because the game is the same on everything. But I want a video where if someone's searching for the Switch version, they find my video because no one else is making a Switch version if they're searching for the Xbox version. And it, even though those two games are identical and the videos are very, very similar, I want them both out there because they're going to be searched for. My my biggest video most years is FM Mobile First Look. It's the only FM Mobile video I'll make all year. But no one else is doing it. No one else ever makes an FM Mobile video. So when FM Mobile comes out and people search it, they find me. And I think the last couple have got like quarter of a million views. 
um because it's the only they're the only one on youtube and so people watch it every year even though i don't have a clue what i'm doing because not only do i only make one fm mobile video a year that's pretty much the one day a year i play fm mobile <laughs> but i still make the video so there's there's a lot more thought that goes into it at that time of year but for the rest of the year i'm just it's i just see where the series takes me i have a rough idea i've always got a short list of four or five series that could be what comes next and then i kind of go with what feels right when um when a series is starting to come to an end so a couple of weeks before non-nita legend was going to end because i you you kind of know the end is coming when you because that series always tends to end when i win a champions league and once you're there getting into the semi-finals and stuff it's like okay this is this is done soon it might be this year it might be two seasons further on but this is nearly done i need to know what comes next so i start i started having a look down the list of ideas that i've had in the past and um i mean the tour de france the one that i'm doing now this stems from non-need to legend fm 18 fm 17 mm. maybe where i had a very brief stint at tour and got relegated and sacked and because of that it was anytime something like that happens it always goes on the list as a we might want to revisit that one at some point schalke is on there as one that i'm definitely going to revisit at some point because a similar thing happened this year on non-need to legend hello all i really hope you're enjoying the interview with lelujo kevy seven times the man the myth the legend himself if you are enjoying it, can I ask that you like this video, subscribe to the channel. It mean the absolute world to me, I say it all the time, but it does mean a lot to me and I really want to hit that 1000 mark. Also, if you're on Spotify, please give me that five star review. Let's get back to the interview. Um, and I kind of went through the list and just did a little bit of preliminary thinking and research for each one. And that's when I discovered what had happened to Tor in a couple of years since I'd managed them on YouTube and they were in League 1 in non-need to legend i mean i don't think they don't think they ever made it beyond the second tier in real life but they were a they were a second tier established club in france and mm. they'd ended up down in the sixth tier because of financial mismanagement and points deductions and relegations and it's like okay well then obviously that is now the story because the story has made itself there but that had been that had been percolating for five years that had been in on the list never left the list it had been on the list for five years and I was just waiting for the right time to to do it. So, born in the USA is another example. When I originally did bought the Born Town save three or four years ago, because they were just a local team to where I lived at the time, I went swimming, and next to the swimming pool was this tiny little non-league ground. I was like, okay, this is cool. I'm going to manage these. This is awesome. Um, but and because the name was Born, it's like there's so many puns there. And one of the puns yeah. we made at the time was, oh, uh, one day I'm going to take these to America and do Born in the USA, and it's going to be brilliant. And it just sat there for a little while, and then I eventually decided the time was right and did it. Um, so a lot of the time, it's it's obvious to me what save is going to be next. I said to you, um, I, I can't even remember if it was part of the interview or part of our pre-interview chat, but I've got an Everton thumbnail ready um, for as and when they're relegated. Um, because I think if Everton get relegated, there's the potential not just not just for it to be a series about Everton in the Championship, but there's potential significant financial ramifications of them getting relegated if their owners decide actually less interested now you're in the Championship. That's a club with a lot of debt. Um, and there could be a very, very interesting story to tell with Everton. So that's there. That's ready to go. 
if the story, if the circumstances around it kind of shape into getting us ready to do that. Similarly, I've had Chelsea on the list for six months or perhaps not as long as six months since, since, since everything went on there, Chelsea have been on the list and kind of just keeping an eye on that story. I've never read so much Chelsea news in my life, but keeping an eye on the story (laughs) constantly, because I didn't want to do something from the start of the season I yep. didn't want to do something mid. It was always if I do this, it's the it's this year's Barcelona series, um, and as it's turned out, it looks like the story's resolved itself before we get to that point. So Chelsea will probably come off the list, but there's there's stuff there's always stuff on there, and it's just picking the right one, deciding between okay how because I always have a rough idea of how many episodes I think a series will be, how many series, how many seasons it's likely to be. How much time have I got? Because at the moment, I'm thinking, I do really want to try that September hit again this year. So for Tour de France, I'm very much thinking this needs to be ending mid to late August. And Mm. based on the story that we're going to tell, I think that's probably just enough time. I think that'll fit nicely. The story fits, the size of the series is nice, the size of the series fits, and it's going to leave me with that little bit of a gap before the new game comes out where... Hopefully, a story emerges to fill that gap. Um, otherwise, I'll just have a month off, and that would be nice. But yeah, there's always a little shortlist, and I just kind of go with gut feel. I love that. So basically, you've always got material. So you know, it's not like you're going to be searching for material. You've got a list of potential saves for your Let's Play series that you can literally refer to should you need to, should the need arise. Or when it's coming towards yeah, the end of a current Let's Play series, you have got a list. And of it things. doesn't need to be a very long list because I know I'm going to do non-league to legend at launch of the game every year. I know for the beta, I'm always going to do a big Premier League club because they get the views. So those two yeah. take care of themselves every year. So I only really need one or two other ideas a year. So this list, it can sometimes get as long as like seven or eight ideas, but. It means that when it is time to do a new series, I can always just pick the best one. And there's sometimes ones that I've been working on for a long time. Like, I suspect Schalke might come off the list, even though it's not been on there very long because they've now been promoted and it's, so it's less of an interesting story. But I'm keeping yeah. tabs on all these teams. Like, um, for next year's Non-League to Legend, I've been watching Tier 7 of English football, watching the league tables all the way along. I already know I'm doing Peterborough Sports next year and they won the playoffs against Colville Town and both of them would have been the nearest club to my house that I've never managed before if they'd have come up. So that playoff final was basically uh, whoever wins is the team I'm going to manage next year on YouTube. And I've been following their stories all season. Rushton and Diamonds, who also would have been the closest to my house if they'd have come up, were one of the other teams in that playoffs. So there was three teams in this same division who all would qualify as my starting team who were all fighting for the playoffs. The team that won that league, Banbury, they are also closer than anyone else currently in the database. <laughs> so if somehow the fourth team from the playoffs, who were a little bit further away, I forget who they were because they weren't relevant, if they'd have won the playoffs, Banbury, who won the league, would have been my non-league legend team. So suddenly this non-league division is the most interesting division in the world because there's four potential new clubs coming out of that. There's four stories I'm having to keep track of. We talk about it on stream. Everyone's, everyone's following up. We've been watching that league since like, november because peter for sports were top of the league it's like wow something interesting is happening here we had a similar thing a few years ago where i think grantham kingslin and someone else were all in the playoffs and whichever one won would have been the team that i managed so 
those ones are a little bit easier because I know I'm going to do that series and it's just about finding the club and you find the stories to to make that work. And then, yeah, I just need one or two other good ideas over the course of the rest of the year. And some hit and some don't. Some are, some are the Mexican one that I did a few years ago that I knocked on the head after two seasons because no one was watching it. So they don't always work, but you've got to have that flexibility with it because the problem with having a short a shortish list of ideas and being really excited and passionate about them when they start is when they is when you do them and they flop, you've got to be brave enough to knock them on the head because I can't just I can't keep hammering away at a series that no one's watching. And sometimes I really love the idea and it just doesn't work out. The Mexican series didn't work out. Born in the USA didn't really work out. Neither of them fully made it to the end of what a full story yeah. would have been. I found a natural end for them. Um, but yeah, it's I, pretty much everything I've done when the idea first hits YouTube, I am completely in love with the idea. And at the moment, I am loving the tour save. It is so much fun. So at what point when you're doing a save, there's passionate Kev. So let's, you know, when you start a save, obviously you've got to have the save that you're passionate about. What point does business Kev take over to say, mm, right, passionate Kev, take a seat. Business Kev is going to end this. Um, business Kev's always keeping an eye on things. So okay. I, I keep a regular check on the analytics and I have a yeah. good idea. I mean, it's, and it's not necessarily just about view numbers. Um, the scarier thing to see starting to fall is watch time percentage, not the watch time total, but the watch time percentage. So if you're starting to see that videos are only, people are only getting like 30 or 40% for your videos, it's like, okay. Not only, I mean, people are not enjoying the actual videos that I'm putting out on this one. That's how I know that people don't like watching you win all the time. And it's not, if you if all you're doing is looking at the view number and the comments, it's something you might not necessarily learn. And it might just be a unique thing to my viewers. Who knows? Uh, because generally, the comments are at their harshest when you're doing badly. And it's like, oh God, people are horrible when I'm doing badly. I need to do well. But what you find is when the comments are horrible and everyone's then you're doing really badly, everyone's watching the video all the way through to the end and people are on the edge of their seats and they're really into it. And it's when you win for four or five episodes in a row and people people won't moan about that because what are they going to moan about? Oh, look, you're winning again. You don't get that in the comments, really. But what you do notice is the view numbers start to slowly drop off. The percentage of people who click on the impression starts to slowly drift, drift down the watch time percentage starts to slowly drift off. You get the, there's a graph on YouTube that you can basically put the full timeline of the video out and it will show you where your viewership peaks and troughs are. And you can see, oh, look, the six goals just gone in and four people, and like, not four people, it's, but there's there's a drop of people yeah. when the sixth goal's gone in. People don't like watching that. So then I sort of adjust the content accordingly, which is what I've been trying to do this time. So business Kev's always there he just we just i kind of keep him separate from the recording process so when i when the camera's rolling it's just me having fun and i'm not thinking about the business side of things at all um the business thoughts come when i'm not doing that side of things so it will always look like i'm enjoying the series because i always am if i'm not enjoying it i'll just stop it anyway um which has never really had to happen and certainly not with youtube with stream saves it has occasionally and um, but if i'm yeah I, but the business side of things will be a, a separate thing and 
it's something I'll notice and try and deal with. And if it doesn't work, got to knock it on the head and try something else. Because ultimately, if you let it spiral for too long and let things let things decline for too long, there's that dreaded having to get a real job thing again, which I would like to avoid, please. Let's move on. And we're going to talk streamer showdown. That's that thing why I win a lot, isn't so, it? Yeah. Why are you so good? Just when we think that Kevy five times and then Clayton's is going to come over, take off. Obviously, Clayton took some time off. So, you know, we've got, we've got to put that into consideration. But since, since we last spoke 11 months ago, there's probably been, I'd say, one, two, and then the four, so, so six streamer showdowns. You've probably been in about three or four of them and you've won two. Mm. You are Kevy seven times. Yep. How does it feel to know that you're going in and, and half the time you're going in as potentially a favourite uh, and you're most likely going to win more it? More than half the time I win. Is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough, Kev, because I'm there on the lowdown and obviously I started this ABL movement. You know I love you to bits and everything, but you know, it's fun. Anyone but Lelouch. It's like when Manchester United used to win all the time, but I love Man United. I enjoyed it. Everyone else hated it. It's, it's, it's difficult, Kev. Do you have to win everything? It's hard not to. Because they're, they're just... <laughs> we're playing different games. That's the key thing. Yeah. Um, I'm playing a video game and they're playing playing at being a football manager. And it's crucially mm. different. Because I am picking the best players to fit the best tactics to work in the match engine of the game that we're playing. And... I am playing the video game football manager with my video game characters who, a lot of the time, I have no idea if they exist in real life. Certainly wouldn't know who they are. Don't know how to say their name. Don't know what they look like. Don't know what nationality they are. Don't need to know any of that. I just know if they perform well in the match engine. Pedro is my favourite example of that because I got ridiculed for drafting Pedro. Notice Pedro gets drafted quite a lot now because people have seen how good he is in the match engine. Uh, but Pedro, brilliant. Um, won a showdown with him. No one understood why I drafted him. And that sums up perfectly why I keep winning and other people don't. Because they're looking at real-life football and picking the real-life football players that they like mm. and assuming that this simulation accurately reflects them. And then they're trying to do real-life tactics with them. You get less of that now. People are trying to be a little bit, a little bit more exploity now. Um, but they're trying to play like real life football with real life football players. And I'm just happily chugging along playing a video game because that's that's what it is to me. I've said many times that if I had to if I if I had to choose one thing to stop existing, football manager or football, I will I'll I'll carry on playing football manager forever. Football could end and I'd be a little I'd be I'd be a little bit miffed that I couldn't go and watch Posh anymore because I do enjoy that. Yeah. But if if they just decided at the end of this season, yeah, we're not going to do football anymore. Um, I don't. It wouldn't really affect my life. I wouldn't be that bothered. Um, if they told me they weren't making football manager anymore, I'd be devastated. As long as as long as SI came up with a good way to keep doing new, lots of new new gens, so I could get a new game every year. Um, to me, football is just a way to populate the database differently every year. And that's why I keep winning because I'm playing a video game and they're they're trying to play real football. I hear them say things and I don't know what they think. I, they, one of the, one, <laughs> one of the little trends. 
I don't know what, what a is it low like block offside. Is. You heard him say offside, and you're no, like, I, I know what an offside is. That? An offside in football manager. I don't know what a low block is. That isn't in football manager. Haven't got a clue what a low block is. Uh, I hear that. I hear Viking Dan talking about it, and I'm like, well, Dan, you can say that all you want to try and make yourself sound clever, but that's irrelevant <laughs> to the game because it isn't in yeah. the game. So don't do it. Just focus on the video game. You silly, silly goose. This is why I win and you don't. Oh, brilliant. And then, look, you've just spoke about Vikings. And you obviously had a performance on the other season on the lowdown. How did you find that? Oh, it was loads of fun. I, I genuinely enjoy that more than the showdown, I think. I would do that every oh, wow. time. If if Ben would let me, I'd do it every time. I um I think I think this, I love the lowdown. It's great. I think it actually really plays to my strengths. So there'd been a lot of people for a long time claiming I wouldn't be able to do it because I don't know enough about real football. I think I've proven over a couple of a couple of uh, lowdowns now that that doesn't matter. You don't need to know about real football to be good on the lowdown. I've gone in there. I've been there for a couple of drafts on the lowdown, um, and I've shown that I've done my homework. I've done my research. I know what I'm talking about with that pool of video game characters that we're going to be doing as part of that video gaming event and that's that's enough knowledge i don't need all the real football knowledge and i think i'm i am good at reacting to stuff on the fly and doing that whole live presenting thing you know i've been streaming for six years i i, I know what i'm doing and uh, I, yeah i really really enjoyed it I was gutted season three when I was, I mean, don't get me wrong. I was ecstatic that I was mystery manager number nine, but I was gutted because that panel felt special like with you on it with Viking Dan. I think Kurti was on it as well. Um, I was, I was going to be on it. It just felt great having you in there. I felt like you added so much freshness to that panel. And yeah, I was gutted when, um, gutted in a way, obviously being taken away from that. Like I say, I added some legitimacy as well. I did finally add some winners on the panel. I don't like it when you say that. No, no, because then you call us milkmen and I don't like that. <laughs> Look, And you know what? So, so Maggio and Breezy, like, they're running with it and then I, I have to run with it because I can't Imagine not. Imagine if Otherwise... Match of the Day or Soccer Saturday was just full of a load of people who'd never played football. It would be, It'd be so such much a better. Weird... It wouldn't. It'd be rubbish. <laughs> you want people who know what they're talking about on there. The fact that I've won the thing seven times... That that automatically lends some uh, some gravitas to what I'm saying because I actually know what I'm talking about. I actually know what you need to do to win a showdown. Kev, you're breaking me here, <laughs> and, and, and I'm trying my best to think of a, a very quick, witty comeback, um, and I can't. So, cheers, Kev. Cheers for that. Um, cheers for adding legitimacy to the lowdown. But you're no, welcome. seriously though, it was a great performance, obviously from yourself. I think um, a lot of people enjoyed your insight. I think a lot of us as well who were watching uh, from the streamer showdown really enjoyed your performance. I think we learned a lot as well. Moving forward now, you recently tweeted about some of the drawbacks of the internet and YouTube. And that was mainly in the way of some of the intrusions you've experienced in your life. I think the most recent one was your daughter's boyfriend. Somebody created a fake Instagram account. Yeah, yeah. In relation to that, now that is absolute madness. Can you just share some of your experiences um, in relation to some of the drawbacks that you've had? Oh my word, I can't even remember the list. I'd have to find the tweet for the list, but it's it's not it's not a new thing. It's been going on for years. This is um, it's one of the reasons why 
I'm so keen to make football manager the thing that I do and not all of the other stuff. Um, just vlogging in particular, I hate, I hate, I even hate the phrase family vlogging. It's so hideously toxic. Um, it really is. The, the creators are largely all scum. The viewers, it's weird. I don't, I don't I don't want to be the monster who turns on his own viewers because that's not what I mean. The majority, the vast majority of the viewers who've stuck with me on that channel through all of the rebrands and the changes that we've done are great. Most of them watch my streams. Um they're they're the they're the hardcore who I think are brilliant, but there is also a significant number who are just I don't even know how to phrase it. They mm. it's not normal to be so obsessed with somebody else's life and it is i just went into it all very naive overshared far too much for far too long and it wasn't until some of the some of the stuff started happening that it made me think hold on maybe this wasn't a good idea but by then i'm too deep because by then i'm relying on that income um and, I, and it's very difficult to stop when, I mean, everyone sees my what I earned in a year thing that I put out every year. Um, at its peak, the vlog channel was bringing in like 20 grand a year. It's very hard to just say, yeah, I'm stopping this. Goodbye, £20,000 a year. Uh, when I'm not earning as much of that from as much as that from Football Manager, when my total income is like 35 more than half of it's coming from the vlog the vlog is horrible and toxic but without it i can't carry on doing any of the rest of it you kind of get trapped into doing it and that's why as soon as i could get out i got out and why i've been very clear about the fact i'm not getting back in because i don't want to i hate it i i i hate i love making vlogs i hate everything that comes with it so to finally answer your question some of the things that have happened let's reel a few off um, I've had someone knock on my door wow. at home. Um, I've had someone turn up to my daughter's place of work when she was only 16, working at an escape room in Peterborough. I had people turn up there. Um, more than more than one person turn up there to just to see her, to ask if she was there. Um, we've had various social media accounts created for all of us um, that are then usually full of toxic horrible nastiness i've had literally a wheelie bins worth of astroturf sent to my house astroturf samples carpet samples to my po box just someone thinks it's hilarious to contact every astroturf company in the country and get samples sent to my house i feel sorry for the astroturf companies they've sent so much wasted product to us but carpets as well is another thing that we get sent carpet samples um we've had directed specifically to my son addressed to him in the po box which is why we don't let him near the thing anymore and haven't for a long time um there was he received hate mail death threats nazi propaganda i've had more death threats than i could count through the post through social media um through email i've been reported to social services so many times that the social worker would just ring me up and say hi kev we've had another one 
and we just have to go through the process again of them saying look we always have to investigate we know you're not doing anything but we always have to investigate and yeah the amount of times i would have social worker visits where they would come out and investigate the supposed abuse that was going on against my children um which obviously is completely unfounded and i mean there's stuff that i probably don't even remember off the top of my head because when i put those tweets together i had to sit there for a little while making the list this is all stuff yeah. that i've tried to block out because it's horrible um and yeah it's just so you put you put a little bit too much of yourself out there into the public eye and um this is what you get and it's horrible and it is i'm so glad i'm out of it but even now um like we've just gone on holiday to to disneyland so i've made some videos there because i love i do love vlogging that's the really frustrating thing about it i love the process of making vlogs i love being able to go back and watch our old videos although probably three quarters of the back catalog is no longer available on youtube because i've just removed pretty much anything that had the kids in now is gone um my total views on that channel have gone from about 50 million to about 8 million over the last couple of months as i've just been taking more and more stuff offline but i do like going back through and watching the old stuff so we've made a few videos um a couple have already been released and even then it's things start back up again you get the nasty comments you get the you get the abuse and i just i don't understand the motivation it's like people are just waiting there ready to come at you and it's weirdly unique to that niche because i don't get any of this with football manager um i don't know if it's because it's an older audience a more mature audience uh perhaps it just attracts a different kind of person but with the football manager stuff um if someone from the football manager if someone if a football manager person sees me in the street um they'll say hello and might ask for a selfie if they're young enough the older ones don't even they're not asking for a selfie yeah. they're in their 30s they're not asking for a selfie um the the younger ones will follow me around we were followed around uh grantham town center by a group of three kids on bikes so just followed us around like i don't know 100 feet behind us and i would stop and they would stop and i, I was the kids are with us as well so it's not like we're on our own we were just being followed around and um didn't i wasn't gonna like pick a fight or anything they were teenagers um so i kind of just pretended it wasn't happening went about our business but we were followed around for about an hour later on in the day uh, someone tweeted a couple of photos of us from about 100 feet behind us saying hi kev great to see you in grantham today you looked like you yeah. well, no it wasn't great because you followed us around you absolute freak what were you doing why were you doing it ah uh, yeah just I could rant about this for hours. I would str I would just recommend to everybody don't share too much on the internet because um I've got a thick yeah. skin, but my family don't. And yeah, it's just people wonder why I don't want to do the vlog. That's why, folks. That's why. And I think that's what I took from that series of tweets was basically you were warning people that if you do want to get involved in the in the blog field, don't share pretty much mm. anything. That that's why now we we don't people don't know where we live. Um, they don't know what 
any of the kids are doing with their days. They don't know if they're at school, if they're at college, if they're at uni, if they're working. They don't know where they live. They don't know if they live with us. They don't know if they live elsewhere. They don't know what Anna's doing. They don't know if she's working. If she is, they don't know where she's working. Um, and that's deliberate. I don't even tell people the place we live um, because I don't want people to know anything. That's And that's why it's in, it's in those circumstances, it's impossible to vlog. So we can't vlog the house because then people will know what the house looks like. We can't vlog near the house because then people will know. Um, we can't like do typical vlog stuff like, oh, I'm just going to go and pick up so-and-so from school or I'm just getting Anna from work or Anna's just off to work now because all of that is sharing too much information that people will then use and be really weird about. Mm-hmm. And I imagine it's a really small group of people as well. Um it wouldn't surprise me at all if it was like a handful of just a few people, but even even when I've been booked at events and stuff, because I do quite a lot of um, speaking and convention stuff, um, I've been sent, I've been forwarded the letters in the past that events have been sent warning them not to book me because I'm this abusive monster. It's mad. It's like it's, it's, just just to yeah. let just to let you aware, we've, just to make you aware, we've had these. We're obviously not going to do anything about it, but just so you know the kind of thing we're getting sent, people just are mad yeah it sounds it sounds and that's why now you've changed that second channel it's more of a hobby channel haven't you like you've loved some of your convention stuff but mainly it's just about you and your hobbies yeah it's literally i kind of sat there with it at the start of the year i hadn't really put a video on it for a little while and we were kind of at a a crossroads of it of do i just knock it on the head completely because i hadn't really uploaded consistently since pre-covid um so it'd been a couple of years of just kind of being pretty dormant do i do i just forget about it do i leave it all there as like an archive do i close the channel down completely or do i just do something with it if i were to do something with it what would i do (laughs) and i just thought you know what i might just start making whatever video i feel like making at the time i feel like making it so at the moment there's a lot of pokemon content on there um there's a lot of convention stuff on there there's no promises that that's the kind of content that will be on there next month. Next month, it might be something else completely. It's just very much... The channel is called Kevin Chapman. That is my name. <laughs> um, and it's li- that, and that's the best way of describing it. It's just a channel where I upload the videos that I feel like making mm. when I feel like making them. So I might not upload for a month. I might upload daily for a couple of weeks. I might, I might do some vlogs. They won't be family vlogs. They won't feature um, the the kids or anything like that. But I might do some vlogs, like convention vlogs and stuff like that, like the Disney ones that we're doing, which are very different from the Disney ones we did first time around because they were very much focused on the family at Disney. These ones are very much focused on me at Disney. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it is very different. And ultimately, it doesn't really matter if anybody watches them. They're videos that I'm uploading because I enjoy making videos. The reason I'm a YouTuber in the first place is because I really enjoy making YouTube videos. And as much as I love the football manager stuff, it is very samey. There is there's obviously the option to be there's the there's always the opportunity to be as creative as you can with it, and I do try to be, but ultimately you are still restricted by you are making videos about football manager of the game you are playing. So there's only so far you can take that creatively. I mean, I've I've done house hunting and job hunting and language learning and all sorts of stuff. I, I try and push that boundary as much as I can, but you are hemmed in by the game. So sometimes I just want to 
do a video about something else and that's what that channel's for it's for a little creative outlet so that i can then really focus in on the football manager stuff and not feel frustrated at the lack of being able to do that in those videos if i get and it doesn't happen very often but if i get a day where i'm not really feeling the football manager stuff yep. which is very rare but does happen um i know i could just make a video where i unbox some pokemon cards and that would just get me back into the swing of talking into a camera and having a little bit of fun with it and after i've done that i might feel like making a football manager video then so it's kind of a it's it's very much i we me and chris have been referring to it as the hobby channel in so much i think from his point of view it's because it's a channel where i talk about my hobbies from my point of view it's just the thing that i do as my hobby before went back going way back when i had a real job my hobby was making youtube videos mm. then that became my job so yes i got my dream job but i also lost my favorite hobby at the same time and by being able to do this i've been able to bring my favorite hobby back so now i've got my dream job and my favorite hobby and it's awesome and i still occasionally get video comments like oh this channel's dead now but yeah who cares yeah who cares it doesn't matter because i mean people might or might not have noticed i don't have any sponsors there anymore i don't have any responsibilities there i don't have a schedule there i don't have anyone to answer to it's just a just a place where i can have a little bit of fun be a little bit more creative and the business stuff all happens on the other two channels which do matter and that one it's working for me at the moment we've been operating this for five or six months and it's working well that's quite here to be fair i'm glad that you've got your hobby back last question kev what does the future hold for kevin chapman for lelujo um hopefully lots more football manager videos for as long as i can get away with making them i mean it's I, I'm very aware that I turned 40 this year in I, uh, for, in a couple of couple of months, less than that, like six weeks, I turned 40. I will be going to TwitchCon this year as a 40-year-old. Um, I'm very aware of that uh, because people won't let me forget it. Yeah. It's <laughs> but, unfair. The, the age discrimination you suffer, it, it's, it's disgusting. I know, it's disgraceful. <laughs> uh, but, but looking at it in all seriousness it is something i wonder i think we talked about it a little bit the last time i was on i do wonder how much longer i will get away with doing this because i can't imagine anyone watching my dad make football manager videos on youtube my dad is in his mid-60s he looks like he's in his mid-60s and i just cannot imagine people watching him play football manager on youtube now part of that is because no one ever has yep. so maybe the reason i can't imagine it is because it's never been done and maybe it would be fine because you look at like football coverage on the tv they're all old men mm. so maybe it'll be fine maybe i'll still be doing this when i'm 70 um but i think it's pretty unlikely <laughs> because you know 30 years from now i doubt youtube will be a thing in its, at least in its current form um so yeah, I uh, my my plan is pretty much the same as my plan was a year ago. Ride this gravy train for as long as I possibly can. Make as much money as I possibly can in the time that I've got left doing it. Hmm. Um which I know some people take exception to, but you know what? Who cares? I'm I will I will make hay while the sun shines. I will try and live off as little money as possible. So as much of that money as possible is saved and invested and my my goal the the thing that me and anna talk about is we have a point in mind 
where I just need to keep doing this for long enough to get the pile of money to the right size so that when this does stop, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And that's that's the goal. Um, if I can if I can keep this going for 10 more years, for example, I will be laughing. I will never have to work another day in the rest of my life if I can keep this going for 10 more years. Do I think it will last 10 more years? Probably not. Oh, well, but, I, I think you do yourself a disservice. I think you will. I don't know. I think what's I, I mean, old I'll... is new again, isn't it? So, like, you know, we're, we're living yeah. in the age where where stuff from back in the day when we were young, like Ghostbusters, you know, everything is kind of becoming new again. And and I think Football Manager is one of those things where because it was, you know, we've kind of grown up with it, I genuinely think people would love seeing somebody who's, who's our age playing it. But on the flip side of that, I always look at FIFA as the as the the example, and I look at FIFA and think how many of the really big creators from when FIFA was at its absolute height are still the really big FIFA creators now, because the really big ones have gone on to other stuff. But I think the next oh. the next tier down, yeah. how many of them just stopped? But and it's like okay. I don't know. Am I going to have the stamina to still do this for 10 more years? Because that's the other thing to balance it with. This is a very, very um, time intensive job, and it is not a, a healthy job to have. You're sat at your desk yeah. all day, every day. I don't get a lot of exercise. Physically, I'm in the worst shape I've ever been in, largely because of the job that I do, because I can, my, my office is below my bedroom. Mm. My kitchen is in between the two, and the toilet is next to that. And I could easily do a full week of work just without leaving the, the house, without getting more than 20 yards from my bed. <laughs> That's not very healthy. I've got my treadmill desk now, which is uh, which is a bonus. But I don't know. At, at some point, I might just wake up and decide I can't do this anymore. Yeah. It's lo long days. Like today, I've been up at 7 o'clock alarm. I've spent the morning making videos um, I'm doing this review now. I've got another video to make after this. I've got a couple of, uh, I've got a brand deal that I've got to record. I've got some thumbnails that need finalizing. Um, I can see Chris has sent me a video to sign off on while we've been recording this. And I've got the network game through till 11 o'clock tonight. Am I still going to be able to do that when I'm 50? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I have faith in you, Kev. I have faith in you. <laughs> <laughs> but Kev, thank you so much for coming on. For a returning guest, thank you for returning to the Scouting no Centre. Thanks for having uh, me. You did so much for me last time um, in relation to the Scouting Centre. So it was great to have you back on, and you were somebody who I wanted done pretty early on um, for this series. So thank you so much. No worries. Make sure you're subscribed to Diz, boys and girls. It's easy. You just press that button. I love and give that. them Spotify reviews and all that stuff. <laughs> As someone who's been podcasting for 10 years, you might not believe, he, you might just think he's going through the motions when he says stuff like this. Allow me, as a veteran podcaster, to enlighten you all. Reviews are the lifeblood of podcasts. It doesn't matter how many views they get. All that matters is the reviews. So give him a review. You just have to click this number of stars. Right, Dizzy is great. Or I tell you what, that Lelouja he had on there, he was brilliant. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't really, you can give him five stars and write, this was a pile of old horse turd. It doesn't matter. You just need to write some words and put some, and put lots of stars. And that's how, 
the pod that's how podcasts move through the algorithm like how you know to like and comment on youtube on spotify on itunes wherever you're listening to this um stars reviews it's the lifeblood of the podcast so go do it go do it now kev told you to I, and can I just say I love that because that's what I was just about to do but <laughs> I think you've got a more authoritative voice than me so by all means listen to Ke- Kevy said so Kevy seven times said so exactly oh there's a t-shirt idea <laughs> Kevy said so oh I like that but thank you for watching viewers Kev thank you so much for coming on and no worries viewers I hope you enjoyed the episode listen to Kev and I'll see you on the next one take care bye bye <laughs>